Hello and welcome back to another installment of the CBM podcast. This week we have the privilege from hearing from Rabbi Gabe Falk. Uh, Rabbi Falk grew up in Riverdale, New York. He studied at Gush in Yeshiva and remained there to study in the Gush Kolol as well. He received his BA from Columbia in economics and in Jewish history, um, after which he spent some time working in consulting. Um, after that, he was a Rebbe at the Fuchs Mizrahi School and is currently the assistant rabbi uh, at Green Road Synagogue. So without further ado, please enjoy some Torah from Rabbi Gabe Falk. In Parshat Chayi Sarah, we find ourselves at the end of the narratives of Avram Avinu. And Avram's life, which we've read about over the past three weeks, has been neither simple nor straightforward. Chazal tells us that Avram encountered 10 different nisyonot over the course of his life. And while we traditionally translate the word nisyonot as tests or trials, things to prove, to demonstrate Avram's commitment to the Ribbono Shalom, the word tests certainly means challenges, uh, arduous, difficult tasks which faced Avraham over the course of his life. Of course, we begin, at least in the Pshat, with a challenge of lechacha, me'artzacha, mimulatacha, mi'beit avicha. Avram is asked, to leave his homeland, to leave everything he knew, to leave all that was familiar, to leave his comfort zone, and to travel to a journey to a land unknown. And of course, there are the many nisyonot that have to do with his children, first to conceive, then he has the, the birth of Ishmael, then the birth of Yitzchak, then of course the disputes between Hagar and Sarah, between Yitzchak and Ishmael, which leads to the banishment, to the sending away of Ishmael, not once but twice. And then, of course, the climactic moment, the most difficult of Avram's nisyonot. The command that Sivoy to sacrifice his son Yitzchak to bind Yitzchak on the top of Har Moriah, we know as Akidat Yitzchak. Avram's life was neither simple nor straightforward. It was a life filled with challenges, filled with bumps along the road. And so, as we wrap up the stories of Avram, it's surprising to read the Torah's description of Avram's life. We're told at the end of Parshat Chayi Sarah, Ve'ila yimei shnei chayi Avraham asher chayi. And these are the days in the years of Avram, which he lived, Ma'achana, Vishivim Shana, Vichameshanim, one hundred and seventy five years. Vaigva, he died the death of Tzadikim, a painless death. Vayamot Avraham, Beseva, Tova, Avram died in old age, Zakain, Visavea, elderly and satisfied. Vayasef Elamavin is gathered into his people. And in particular, the word Savea jumped out at me as I read these Psukim. How could somebody who lived such a difficult, such a challenging life with so much tragedy be, feel towards the end of their life so satisfied, so fulfilled, so complete as they enter into the next phase, the Alam Haba, And to begin to untangle this question, to understand where Avram found from where he derived his sense of svayut, his sense of fulfillment, his sense of satisfaction at the end of his life, I'd like to begin with a comment of the Nitziv. The Nitziv um, comments, noting in the Pasuk that we read, the first Pasuk we read, Eli, Avraham, Asher chai. These are the years of Avram that Avraham lived. He notes that the phrase Asher chai is completely extraneous. These are the years of Avram. We don't need to say that he lived them. Of course, the years of his life are years in which he lived. And so the Nitziv, Rav Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, um, brings together a thesis which I think he uh, really notes over the, course of, uh, over the course of his commentary on Chumash, the word chayim, the word life, does not usually mean just the basic uh, state of being alive, of breathing, 
of having blood rushing through your body. But rather, chayim, according to the Nitziv, is what he calls alizat hanafesh, the, the joy of the soul, the fulfillment of the soul, the beauty, the elevated, transcendent state of being a person who lives a life of Torah and mitzvot. For the Nitziv to, be a li- to live with chayim, to live a life of Torah and mitzvot, is to live a life which is far different than just the biological state of being alive. It's to live with a sense of purpose, with a sense of mission, with a sense of drive, with a sense of fulfillment that we are living for something far greater than ourselves. And so this is the state of being alive, to being fully alive, to living with fire, with passion, with commitment, with purpose, with mission. Right? To live a life of Torah and mitzvot is not just to live, rather to live with a sense of direction. So Nitziv writes that when we're told that Avram was asher chai, eli yimei shnei chai Avram asher chai ma'at shana v'shivim shana v'chamei shanim, that from the very first moment of his life for all 175 years of Avram's life, Avram was a person who lived with a sense of purpose, with a sense of direction, with a sense of commitment. He lived a life of Torah mitzvot, and he had a mission. And if we were to try and understand which, what are Avram's two missions were, I think we could parse them out into two or three core missions, perhaps three. The first is settling in Eretz Yisrael, his first nisayon, the nisayon of Lech Lecha, of moving his family, of beginning a life in Eretz Yisrael. And the second, the second is the Nisayon of creating a family, of building a family. And of course, the primary challenge, the task which, uh, which sort of carries us through uh, the Avram narratives is the challenge of having children. He and Sarah, of course, were barren, of course, the first large significant portion of their marriage. Finally, Avram has Ishmael and then Yitzchak, and he succeeds and having children towards the end of his life. And the third piece is the transmission of his values, the transmission of monotheism, monotheism of the values of tzedakah, of the values of justice and righteousness, the Torah values which carry us through the Jewish people, which are transmitted through the Jewish people. The transmission of those values to the next generation is one of Avram's primary focuses. I think these three missions really if we're thinking about the ways in which Avram lived with Chius, lived with alacrity, with Eliza Sanefesh, right? These three missions, these three tasks, these three goals really carry him and animate the stories of Avram Avinu. And so with this outlined, I'd like to return to the description of the end of Avram's life. Because I think if we note them carefully, we'll see that each of these three missions, in some ways, is described as having closure or sense of accomplishment as Avram reaches the very end of his life. The first is the mission of Eretz Yisrael. We know that in the beginning of the Parsha, and then again at the end of the Parsha, Avram acquires Maratha Machpela and first buries his wife there, and then of course he is buried there. Maratha Machpela is the first Achuzah, the first ownership that the Jewish, Jewish people have in Eretz Canaan, which is to be Eretz Yisrael, which is to be Medinat Yisrael. And Avram succeeds in establishing uh, a, a stronghold to establishing a foothold in Eretz Yisrael, which will grow and become the Kedushah of Eretz Yisrael, which we know and love today. The second is the transmission to his children, the establishment of a family. There's a really wonderful Midrash, um, which comments on the following Pasuk. When Avram is buried, we're told, Baru Oto that Avram is buried by Yitzchak and Yishmael Banav. Midrash notes that the order of his two sons, Yitzchak and Yishmael, is switched from the birth order. You would have thought Yishmael would come first and Yitzchak would come second. 
But the Midrash notes is that Ishmael shows up with a sense of, of clarity, of his role in the family. And we think back to all of the tensions which, and which sort of dominated the house of Avraham when Yitzchak and Ishmael lived together. There's a tension of who would be the primary son of Avraham. And now Yishmael, the Midrash tells us, has done tshuva. That he returns to his father's graveside. He returns to bury his father together with his, son, with his brother Yitzchak. And he's moda. He acknowledges that Yitzchak is the primary son. Yitzchak will be the one who's Yeresha to Avraham. But he understands his role in the family, and he wants to be there. And he's, desi- he's, he's interested in being present at his father's funeral, to be there to bury his father uh, at this momentous occasion. And there's a sense of closure, closure to the story of Yitzchak and Ishmael, the story of Avram's desire to build and construct a family uh, with Yitzchak and Ishmael together. And that feels complete as they bury Avraham uh, on, his death, on, on his graveside. Similarly, uh, the previous pasuk, before Avram dies, we're told, that Avram transmits everything that he has to Yitzchak. And of course, Avram has already transmitted his possessions, his worldly and material possessions to Yitzchak. But the Mepharshim comment that what Avram is transmitting to Yitzchak in this pasuk is not just his physical or material possessions, but his spiritual possessions. The Midot of Tzedakah and Mishpat, which we described earlier, the values, the Torah, the Mesorah of monotheism, which Avram sought to transmit and to create in the world around him. And so I think what the Torah is describing with the Mavet of Avram is that Avram lived a sense with a sense of mission and purpose. And throughout his life, he lived a life of nisyonot, a life of challenge, a life of real and significant, uh, perhaps pain, tragedy, and challenge at each and every stage of his life. But the reason that he was able to persevere and to endure the challenges and perhaps rise above them, and finally to reach a sense of closure and completion of each of his tasks, that he lived with a sense of person, pur- purpose, with a sense of mission, he lived with a sense of chivs, of aliza sanefesh. He lived with a sense of tzivoy, of commandedness. He felt that Avram's life, Avram felt that his life had a, had a purpose, had a mission. And therefore, he was able to persevere throughout each and every one of his challenges. So I want to close with the Ramban's comment on the word saveya. Zakein v'saveya. He began with this question of how could Avram feel a sense of fulfillment as he closes out his life, as he ends his life, um, and transmits his Masorah onto his sons. And Ramban writes just incredibly be- beautifully, that Avram was ra'ah kol mishalot libo v'saveah kol tova. That Avram saw all of the desires of his heart fulfilled. He saw each and every one of his tasks, each and every one of his missions accomplished over the course of his lifetime. And so, of course, perhaps it was not easy. It definitely was not easy. Um, but the perseverance, the commitment, the grit, perhaps, that Avram demonstrated to accomplish his goals, to accomplish his mission, leaves him with a sense perhaps of far greater fulfillment as he closes out his life and feels that he has accomplished all three of his life's purposes, to settle his family in Eretz Israel, to build a family, and to transmit the values of tzedakah and mishpat, the values of Torah, the values of monotheism to the generation which is to come. I think there's a really powerful lesson for, for each of us as we um, sort of go through each of our lives. And of course, nothing is ever simple or straightforward. And we each have nisyonot, which accompany us throughout our lives. But if we are to live with a sense of mission and purpose, to understand that we have a reason to be here, that each of us has the, val- has the, the task of transmitting, creating the values of Torah and mitzvot, and transmitting that to the following generation, 
And we can live with a sense of chius, with avalizas hanefesh. And bezart Hashem, we can live a sense of uh, with a life of fulfillment, purpose, and completion. Wishing you all a Shabbat Shalom.